Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about some news items with the Hawks before getting into their post-All-Star break schedule. Without further ado, let's get into it. Before getting into the Hawks' post-All-Star break schedule, I wanted to talk a little bit about some news coming out from the Hawks' first practice back from the All-Star break. The Hawks had their first practice last night, and Lloyd Pierce addressed the media afterward and talked about the two big men that the Hawks traded for that are injured, both Scala BCA and Clint Capella. He talked about how the Hawks don't view having those two back for another 10, 7 to 10 games, about two weeks, and then he'd see where they were at. Some reports from that practice uh, suggested that Scal LaBCA was a little ahead of Clint Capella in terms of the work he was doing on court, although both players were at the practice and taking part in the practice. It was also reported from both Kevin Trulliard, who has his own podcast, ATL in 29, and also Chris Kirshner of The Athletic, that Coach Pierce talked to the core five for the Hawks, that's Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish, just setting some expectations and goals for this last 26 games the Hawks have this season. Some of the part of what he was talking about was, I think Cam, they talked about that Cam will be on ball a little bit more and that they're going to focus on not having as much wear and tear be put on Trey Young every game. So I don't know if that just means that Cam will be bringing the ball up the court or if we definitely will see a lot more of Trey off ball. I thought that the Hawks have done a little bit of trying to get Trey to work off ball, going even back to as far as when Teague was traded for. But it'll be interesting going forward now that they've kind of said that this is a thing they're trying to do, how much that actually affects it. It'll be also interesting to see if that means those five are going to start together. Coach Lloyd Pierce talked a lot about wanting to see that a lineup, all five of those guys together. He wanted to like double the minutes those guys had been on the court together from the first half of the season to the second half. So I don't know if that means that those guys are going to start or Cam's going to continue to come off the bench or what that means, but that should be something to monitor going forward. It's just how the lineup of Trey, Kevin, John, DeAndre, and Cam all play together and how much Coach Pierce goes to that. Looking ahead to this schedule, the Hawks had a really brutal first half of the season or pre-All-Star break part of the season. They had 14 back-to-backs this season, which was tied for the most, and 10 of those were in before the All-Star break. So the Hawks only have four more going forward. No team had fewer than 11 back-to-backs, but it was particularly brutal for the Hawks having so many at the beginning of the season when notably John Collins wasn't there. And also they had a lot of nagging injuries through that, whether it was Alex Lynn, Kevin Herter, the list goes on and on. So the Hawks roster just from a back-to-back standpoint and rest standpoint will get a lot better. Another thing to know going into the second half of the season is the Hawks will get 15 home games and 11 away games compared to 26 home games and 30 away games before the All-Star break. So the Hawks are going to be a home a lot more um, part of that is they get some more home stretches than compared to away stretches. Uh, I consider road trips any 
stretches where it was two-plus games on the road, and the Hawks had eight of those in the first 56 games. They only have three of those coming back, and only one of those is more than two games. The Hawks have five home stretches, which are two or more games in a row in the second half of the season, whereas they only had seven of those in the first half of the season, first 56 games of the season. And I think that really will help the Hawks a lot, getting to stay in their own beds, be at home, not having so many stretches where they're just home briefly before flying back out and getting to another city. It's been pretty uh, brutal how much the Hawks have had game on, game off, game on, game off. And often it'll be a game at home, then a game away. And even if it wasn't multiple games on the road away, they don't get multiple games on the the other side at home coming back. So the Hawks will have a lot better opportunity the second half to start putting some of these things together. Just looking at like teams winning percentages and the actual strength of schedule going forward, the Hawks had an even split 28 games against teams above 500, 28 games against teams below 500 in that first half of the season, first 56 games of the season. Um, For these final 26 games, the Hawks have 10 games against teams over 500 and and 16 games against teams under 500. A lot of that stems from the Hawks have already played a lot of their games against the Western Conference, so they don't have to go back and face those other teams again. The Hawks also benefit from being able to play. They'll play the Hornets three times. Um, They'll play some of these other teams that they haven't gotten to play. They play the Pelicans twice, the Wizards twice, and the Cavs twice. So there's a lot of opportunities for the Hawks to play lesser teams and maybe string together some wins instead of having some losing streaks. Again, the Hawks only have one extended road trip. Their road trip is uh, where they go to Philadelphia, Golden State, Sacramento, and Utah. And that'll be a brutal stretch, but that is it as far as extended um, road trips for the Hawks. Other than that, they have one game with the Wizards, then they play the Grizzlies both away, and then there's another where they have the Raptors and then the Bucks. But the Hawks are getting off a lot easier on the second half of the season. And in fact, they have a couple stretches where they have multiple games at home. They have a four-game stretch, kind of. They have a a seven-game stretch where they play six games at home, which is pretty awesome. And they also have a four-game stretch where they play three of those at home. So the Hawks are going to be a lot more at home and not playing on the road a ton, which should definitely help a young team and definitely help the role players. I just think playing at home will afford the Hawks some chances to get the crowd behind them and have some opportunity to stack some wins together instead of kind of going back and forth between these wins and losses, not finding a rhythm. Now to start off the All-Star break, after the All-Star break schedule, they have the Heat, the Mavericks, and the 76ers. I mean, that is a pretty brutal stretch. Luckily, the Heat and Mavs are both at home before going to the 76ers. And the 76ers are a team that the Hawks have played really well since Coach Lloyd Pierce has been here. But the Heat have proven to be a really difficult team for the Hawks to play. And getting to play them as fresh as the Hawks will be, even without Clint Capella or LaBissier, it's going to be a very good matchup. Now, after that, the schedule cools off considerably. They have the Magic, the Nets, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Wizards, and then the Grizzlies again. 
But there are a lot of teams, while the Grizzlies are on the upswing and actually in the playoffs right now for the West, the Hawks have a lot of chances to play younger teams and teams that they have a better chance of getting wins against just because of the winning percentage. John Schumann for NBA.com did a wonderful analysis of uh, the schedule going forward for all 30 teams in the NBA. And the Hawks have the third easiest strength of schedule in the East going forward. Their opponent's winning percentage, cumulative winning percentage um, going forward for this next 26 games is 46.5%. So the only teams under them are Orlando and Philadelphia. And so the Hawks have a really good opportunity after really taking it on the chin for 56 games, having a rough schedule, especially without not all of their players, um, to go forward and maybe start off this second season second half of the season really strong I do think it's important for the Hawks to get off some momentum there's been some you know frustrations I think that winning hasn't come and I do think addressing the center position at the trade deadline was really big for the Hawks and showed that both Schlenk ownership all wanted to provide specifically Trey Young with winning pieces around him and it definitely hurts like I said not having Clint Capella right away Maybe part of the reason the Hawks were able to get Clint Capella at not a huge price tag is because he has this injury, but the Hawks are able to not need him right away, but it certainly would help right away to have Clint Capella in the middle. Dwayne Dedman has been excellent so far, but he's not going to be out there playing 36 minutes a night. And when you have two centers, including two young centers, Clint Capella and Scalabissier, you want to see those guys out there. But the Hawks have everything in front of them. Again, um, they're not going against any really like top 10 or a bunch of really good teams. Part of his analysis, John Schumann looked at how many games are against top 10 offenses versus bottom 10 offenses. The Atlanta plays four top 10 offenses and 10 bottom 10 offenses that are the last 26 games. The Hawks go against seven top 10 defenses and 13 bottom defenses bottom 10 defenses going into the last 26 games so there's lots of opportunities for the Hawks to get some rhythm find out what they have in some of these players they're getting DeAndre Bembry back apparently he was available to play in that last game before the all-star break but the team was like if we can get him another week of rest that'll really benefit him so this team that kind of had a really short rotation or did not have enough guys to really fill it out whether it was nine-man rotation they played at the Celtics or things like that now they're going to be really deep, and it'll allow Lloyd Pierce to have whatever matchups he wants to have going forward. I think some of the things you want to see going forward with this Hawks team is just get some streaks of winning together. They've been able to play a little bit of fi- about 500 balls since trading for Jeff Teague and getting uh, the reinforcements, but I want to see some win streaks. That doesn't mean it has to be 10-game win streaks or anything like that, but certainly three-game win streaks you know, maybe winning four out of five games or something like that. But the Hawks need to have some progression in showing that they can come out and compete every game. Competing in every game is not something that the Hawks have really done. They've put up competitive stretches. They often can close games and get close, but showing that from game to game they can get a couple wins strung together is something that I want to see going forward. Now, eventually they will get Clint Capella, and Scott back, and that's when we can really see going forward at least get some minutes of all those guys together. 
and see if Clint really helps the defense, what Skiles able to do, even going into, I think he's a restricted free agent this summer. But the Hawks are going to have opportunities to see this team in action. And I think they also want to see what the rookies do. Cam has really started to play really well, especially from January on. And DeAndre Hunter is sort of, I wouldn't say stagnated a little bit, but he's um, not had the same growth as Cam has. And not, their growth is not going to be linear or anything like that. But getting the ball into Cam's hands a little bit more, I think they did that at the beginning of the season, going with no backup point guard, and Cam wasn't ready for that. We'll see if after the All-Star break, if Cam is ready for that. We'll see if Trey has gotten anything off ball. He tends to not move as much, not find separation. We'll see if he's able to do that. Can John Collins continue this toward pace that he said? He's basically 20-10, and 10 and I, Kevin Trouillard again had some wonderful stats saying amongst players in the NBA that have 20-10, and 10, John Collins has the sh- highest true shooting percentage amongst those guys. So can that keep up? It's just while the Hawks haven't performed as well as they should, and I think going into this 26-game stretch, the Hawks would shoot for getting like 15 wins or so. Um, that may be a little high, but, you know, really have some optimism and try to get things that can have free agents want to come to Atlanta this this off season. But uh, the Hawks basically had a really tough first half of the season, and some of that was due to their schedule. Some of that was self-inflicted wounds, such as John Collins being suspended. Some of that was just injuries. It'll be a true test of the Hawks to see if they can take the rest of the season to these last 26 games, not get injury, see if they can do some things with Cam and DeAndre going into the basically no longer rookies anymore. You've played 56 games in the NBA. What do you have? And see what uh, this roster can do before having to make some real decisions in the offseason, whether that's in regards to Scal, some of your own free agents coming up, or what you want to do with this roster. Does Clint Capella work? Is Kevin Herter your number two for the future? Is John Collins a guy who can play with a big center? These are just some answer, questions that the Hawks have to answer to get, have an idea of what they're going to be going in beyond this season. But the Hawks really played some competent ball before the All-Star break. I hope they come out of the All-Star break even better than that. I know that uh, Lloyd Pierce is excited to get these guys back to kind of have a fully healthy rotation and eventually get – Capella and Skyla BCA back but before that to ha- before that can happen just looking at the schedule by itself it gets not as many back-to-backs a lot more home games and I think if you can get to a home game this season do it this is when the Hawks are going to be playing their most exciting basketball and playing their best basketball so get down to State Farm Arena Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at KettleCast at gmail.com. And if you could share this podcast with all your Hawks fans friends, that'd be awesome. Thank you and go Hawks.